2: And as always, wow, am I glad to be here with all of you today, and thank you for being here. You're so special, each and every one of you, and I appreciate you. Hope you had a great weekend. It was perfect here in Chicago with with rain and winds and just a fabulous opportunity to stay inside and uh <clears throat> Clean the basement. <laughs> and that's what I did. That's all right. I cleaned the basement, but oh boy, does it feel good. Feng shui wise, just to know that that space is empty and clean, and all that old stuff is gone. Woo-hoo, feeling good about it. You know, I wonder. Do you ever feel like you're still trying to figure out the best way to create your ideal life path? And how to live your best life? Well, if you are, you're in good company because you know leaders, business owners, rich people, poor people, people all over the world are still working on this. And I think it's a, you know, it's just something that we will always be working on. But sometimes we stray way off path, and sometimes we're close but not quite there, and sometimes we're on the path and we get knocked off by something, and we need to to pick ourselves up and and bounce forward as our guests. Today. So, our guest is the fabulous Charmaine Hammond. She's a best selling author. In fact, her book, her best selling book on Toby's Terms, is being made into a major motion picture. And I can't wait to see that. That's just going to be fabulous. And today she's here to talk to us about tips from her new book. She co-authored GPS Your Best Life: Charting Your Destination and Getting There in Style. We're going to talk about how you can map that destination and get on the road to personal fulfillment, happiness, and success. Now, Charmaine's been featured on CBC, CTV, Global TV, and many major newspapers across the globe, many magazines. So I'm really excited to have her here today. She is an inspirational and thoughtful speaker, and I'd love to welcome my friend, Charmaine Hammond, to the Million Dollar Mindset. Hey, Charmaine. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Oh absolutely I've been looking forward to this all weekend and Me too. <laughs> good good you know all because it's so true you know I was listening to a conversation in the coffee house this morning and i wasn't wasn't participating even though I was amongst friends because it was it was just fascinating to watch there's a a woman there who has you know from an outside perspective such an ideal life and a lot of really exciting things going on and uh, right now she's moving house and she sold her Her house in only 30 days, which in this market here in the U.S., yeah. Right, 30 days, right? But she was going into all of the negativity of, well, something could still fall through. Well, our house might take longer. A new house might take longer to build. And I thought, wow, you know, sometimes we really need to step outside of ourselves and look at, you know, a different perspective. And and she's just a classic candidate for that. I love her, but <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> and, and so I was really thinking about our show and how important it is that we stay on path and we. We stay, you know, true to the things that are are really going well in our lives. And uh, although I haven't had the honor of reading your, your new book yet, I suspect that you've got some really great tips for us and uh, designing that path and, and really staying there.
1: We do, we do. My friend Deborah Kazowski and I actually wrote the book together. We had so much fun putting our brains together and writing a book that would be, uh, a helpful kind of like a roadside guide to the life uh, life journey that we all go on. So it was a, a lot of fun to put together, and uh, we had some great time thinking of practical, tactical take forward tips for people for the readers.
2: Oh, goody! So, so Charmaine, before we we dig in with some of your your GPS tips from GPS Your Best Life, um, I'd love to ask you. You know, this show is The Million Dollar Mindset, and I know that you have a fabulous, fabulous mindset. What is like one thing that you live by that really helps you during the ups and downs to really stay in that mindset?
1: Mm, What a great question. I would say what helps me stay in that mindset is a mantra that I created for 2012. Every year I pick a a saying that guides me Mm -hmm. through the year. This year it was making moments matter, Mm -hmm. and I created that because I thought that life often brings around challenges. We all have different challenges that we have to face uh, in our life and in our business, and I thought perhaps a great strategy for me would be to focus on making these moments matter. So even in the tough times, what is the learning? How can I expand a relationship or my circle of influence? And more importantly, how can I be a champion for other people in Mm. their adventures? And that mantra has really helped me keep that mindset set, especially in the times that uh, that I've experienced that were a little more difficult than
2: others. Mm-hmm. I love that. Making moments matter. I love that. That's beautiful. So we say living our best life. Tell me a little bit about what let's describe what that means. How, how do we know if we're living our best life? What does it mean to us? What goes into that? How do we design it? But t- first, let's talk about what does it mean the term best life?
1: Oh, I I think the term best life probably means different things to different people.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: for me, when I look way back on my very first career, which was in correctional work, I was a correctional officer in my first (gasps) career.
2: (laughs) Wow, wow, this is a far (laughs) cry from those roots. (laughs) Isn't it?
1: And you know what's so interesting is if you were to ask me 25 years ago when I worked in the jail system what my best life would look like, it's so different than it looks now. So I think our best life changes as we age, as we become seasoned in our career, and as our passions change. And now I would probably just, uh, define living your best life is really having a life that allows you the opportunity to do what you love. And sometimes that means that people are at a day job working at their job and their passion is something entirely different. It's their hobby, for example. So it's around being able to do what you love, Setting goals that work for you and being able to achieve what you want to do and, and be and have in your life.
2: Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're just we're just living life and you know we're not aware of whether or not we're living our best life. We just just accept what comes to us and, and living life. What are some of the, um, the sort of the warning signs you might say that you're really not living your best life?
1: Mm. One of the biggest warning signs, and I'll speak for myself personally, <laughs> how I knew when I was what we call off track, that's how Deborah and I refer to that, being off track or off course, was many years ago when I was uh, in a, in another profession at the time. I was a, a mediator, and I kn- and I was starting to lose my passion for the work, and I knew I was off course when my excitement level towards the process of dispute resolution changed. And that was my first warning. What I'd love to do had changed. The second warning sign, uh, I think, that a lot of people experience is confusion or a lack of clarity. They just, they know they want something different, but they're not quite sure what that is. And they struggle to kind of really put their finger on it and pin it down so that confusion or lack of clarity Another warning sign might be that our happiness uh, barometer goes down. So we're not experiencing the same level of joy in our day-to-day activities.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are three good signs to look out for. And uh, stress level going up, too, I think, if you, if you find yourself really in stressful thought uh, modes. Uh, okay. uh, that'll tell you that, that you're not where you want to be as well. That's for sure.
1: That's for sure. In Mm -hmm. fact, one of the best learnings I had from working in the correctional system that has served me so well, even 25 years later, is that in that system, I met so many people that really were stuck. They were stuck in old relationships that weren't serving them well, perhaps (laughs) friendships. They were stuck in patterns of behavior that was you know, landing them back in jail, Mm -hmm. and they were stuck in in coping mechanisms that were not healthy. Interestingly enough, I saw some of the same patterns with my colleagues, other professionals in the correctional system. And so I think that being stuck, and you just really um, pinpointed that when you talked about your stress level going up. When we're stuck or when we're off course, our stress does um, go up. The tough part about that is sometimes we're the last to clue in the fact that our stress is raised other people will often notice it before we notice it ourselves Right.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah other people might point out mood changes and and things like that that'll really indicate it's time to take a step back so share with us you've got this exciting new book GPS your best life charting your destination and getting there in style that you've you've co-authored share with us just the overview the essence of this book Charmaine
1: of the book is to really help people figure out what Deborah and I call what revs your engine. So another way to look <laughs> at that, you'll you'll soon learn there's all these analogies back to the car and a journey, but really what revs your engine, what is your passion, what puts a bounce in your step, and then be able to really crystallize what that looks like, really what we call getting clear and getting focused. And the book also talks about the process of how to get there. One of the challenges a lot of people face, and I've certainly had this myself, we get frustrated because we're not where we want to be, yet if someone was to say, well, where do you want to be? We can't really articulate it because we're not clear. So, We take people through some very practical, tactical, and fun exercises to get clear, then to map out their plan, how to ask for help along the way, and how to navigate all those detours and potholes and bumps in the road that each and every one of us will face in life because life as you said earlier life life happens it does happen it, it does happen and we have to know how to navigate around those so we don't go too far off course and then of course the book ends with making sure that we're celebrating all of our successes and celebrating the people that helped us get there
2: Oh, it sounds absolutely delightful. I can't wait to go out and grab a copy. We're going to go into break, Charmaine. And when we come back, we're going to go over some of the highlights of GPS, Your Best Life. This is Marla Tabaka with Charmaine Hammond. We'll see you back here in just a moment.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Attention, parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lokovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, FailureFreeOnline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lockovich. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? Well, pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink, Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugnet Radio.
2: And I hope that you've had a chance to move on over to Inc.com and check out today's article. It's getting a lot of social media love out there. So I think people are really liking the tips. I interviewed author the power of, of the power of communications, Helio Fred Garcia, last week on five ways to get people to actually listen to you. And you know, you may as a leader think that all you have to do is get your point across and give some brief directions directions. directions or what have you, and and everybody's going to hear you and act. But if you want to truly inspire action, you have to get your point across through an emotional connection. So that's what the Inc. article is all about today. So please go on over to inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka and check that out. Let me know what you think. But today here on The Million Dollar Mindset, we are here with best-selling author Charmaine Hammond, and uh, it's very exciting her book on Toby's terms is being made into a major motion picture and I want to hear more about that too Charmaine uh, <laughs> but first you know you mentioned something really interesting going into break and I'm so excited to know that your book uh, covers this because from you know my business coaching clients most of them know where they want to go they have that vision they've launched their business but I have a lot of life coaching clients who get stuck they're they're stuck in on happy relationships and jobs they don't like and 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 they don't even begin to know how to how to look to that future and design begin to design a different life for themselves let's talk a little bit about that and hopefully you have some tips that uh, we can offer our audience who's stuck
1: well one one tip i love to do is vision boards and deborah my co-author and i have done Vision boards for years, even long before we met each other. And when we uh, became friends, that was one of the things that we started teaching workshops on was vision boarding, because we knew the power behind a vision board. And a vision board is basically—it's um, not a piece of art. We always tell people that it's not a piece of art, but it really is a collage type uh, of art that symbolizes your goals, what you want to do, be, and have in your life, and what you want to be able to achieve. And people often use pictures, words, colors, or symbols to represent their vision. And one of the reasons I love a vision board is because on one piece of Bristol board or one piece of paper, your future is kind of mapped out. And one lesson I did learn is the more specific you can be on your vision board, uh, the better it is for the planning and taking action.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I do, I too am a lover of vision boards, and and one of the things I do, Charmaine, is I put a uh, bagua in the middle of my vision board, and for those who, of you who aren't familiar with feng shui, it's, it's the little map, I guess you'd call it, a chart that they use in feng shui, and it has uh, guas on it. The eight guas and one for each area of your life so that way i make sure that you know i'm filling in each area of my life so i don't have that uh, unbalanced life thing going on i love that that's a great strategy oh. Well, you're welcome to go ahead and use it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's It's fun. You cover everything. So I love the vision board idea. And it does let you just get away with that creativity, just run away with it and have some fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another strategy that uh, relates back to the work I do with corporations in the area of bouncing forward, which is about resilience. Uh, is really important to work through issues that are getting in the way so for example whether it be at home or at work in our friendships when there's conflicts or challenges or issues that are just sort of sitting there smoldering or or uh, building emotion and drama behind them it's really important to work those through because what happens is they start to block your vision they get in the way they kind of zap the emotional energy attached to what you do want to do in your life, and that is one of the reasons we get stuck. It's very important to work issues through quickly and, and effectively.
2: You know, and that is so true. I find in my own life, if I have things that I feel either guilty about or I know I haven't because I haven't paid attention to them as as quickly as I've promised someone else in my busy schedule or or there's uh, some tension somewhere that when I work on those things and get them resolved, boy, the the uh, the path is much smoother.
1: (laughs) In fact, I I remember years ago, one of the very first workshops I ever attended with Jack Canfield, who is the co-creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul and and a gentleman that I have great respect for. He talked in his workshop about how little things become big things in time. And he gave an example of going for a hike and you have a teeny weeny pebble in your shoe. And by the end of that two-hour hike, that teeny, teeny pebble starts <laughs> to feel like a boulder in your running shoe. And I think the same thing happens for us in life. I saw it all the time as a mediator, that when when we hang on to things, they just grow. They take on a new life form. And then, of course, they become so much more complicated to deal with. They involve more people. There's a lot more emotional attachment to the issue. So. Um, the, the sooner we can address those issues, the better in all areas.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's one of the primary things that gets in the way of success. Uh, do you have any other things that you cite in the book that, uh, you know, people, obstacles that people have to navigate around? What what are those obstacles?
1: Oh, there's a lot of obstacles. One of them is exactly what your show is about. It's our mindset. Yeah. We, we set out these big visions that we really truly do want to have and then instantly our brain starts taking over saying oh well how will you afford that what will people think of you you can never do that so our brain you know our subconscious feeds us these this chatter that doesn't support us on our goals and on our visions and so years ago I really learned to start to notice my thoughts and I work with my clients around that as well because when we pay attention to our thoughts it starts to indicate for us where the emotions are that are coming from, and why we're reacting certain way in a certain way to certain situations. So, mm-hmm. getting a hold of your mindset, and then instead feeding your brain with affirming messages that you can do this, and that you are worthy of your goals, and your goals are worthy of you, and that success is coming your way, and that you have the skills and resources um, to be able to get there. Really important mm-hmm. messages.
2: Yeah, those affirmations are so helpful, and uh, they're especially helpful too if you if you couple them with uh, state changes. So you know, moving around the room in in an empowered way, and and jumping up and dancing, or what have you, right? That's right. <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones.
1: <laughs> it, 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 I'm smiling over here. You can't see this, but I'm smiling because I learned this lesson from our dog, believe it or not. Teachers do come in all shapes and sizes. And when we adopted our dog um, years ago, Toby, our dog, would wake up with a happy dance, literally. I mean, this dog was... Out, almost jumping outside of his skin to start the day. And I, at first I thought, wow, that's a little bit much. And then I thought, what a great way to start the day. You know, nothing seemed to just get this dog down. And so I started my day, not with a happy dance, because that would probably look silly, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but my own version of a happy dance, which was starting with gratitude. So when my feet hit the floor, I say, thank you. And often I do that out loud. It's more empowering for me. And then as I wander into the closet to grab some clothes and wander into the bathroom to kind of freshen up for the day, that's when I plant my seeds of how my day will go. And so I feed myself messages that I want to show up as my best version of myself, that I want to be full on in everything that I do today, that I want to find ways to give back and support other people. And when I do that, my day just seems
2: to go right. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm it does it makes such a big difference and i'm I'm right with you it 's kind of funny because in my bathroom, I have a, a photo holder on the wall, and I keep affirmation cards on that photo holder, and so that kind of jump starts me a little bit if I do you know you're groggy in the morning, right, so you just kind of start reciting those affirmations and then tune into your own and, and build on those. <laughs>
1: I just love that. And this is also a strategy that you can use in business. Uh, when I saw that this was working so well for me, I talked to a lot of my, the corporate clients that I was doing training or team building for. And when we would have a meeting or a planning session or be working on their strategic plan, we would start the day in a similar way. We'd start the meeting with setting our intention for the day and what we were going to contribute to that process. And the feedback I got from the leaders and business owners and the team members was extremely positive that it seemed to give them a sense of focus for that next hour or half day that we were together.
2: Mm-hmm. So you work, uh, your, one of your areas of expertise is team building and working with leaders and teams. Do you get a lot of, you know, oh, poo-poo, that stuff is just woo-woo stuff from, <laughs> <laughs> from corporate folks? <laughs>
1: uh, I'm la- I, what I have learned, the, the answer is yes. And <laughs> what I've learned, though, is sometimes it's in our language it's It's not the concept that's the challenge. it's that the language that we use to frame something might not fit with the audience. So when I talk with them, I use language that so for example, when I'm doing some work with with um, the, my clients in the oil field, that may not be a group that I use the word intention with because it's just not part of how they speak to one another. But I say, let's set our focus for today. What ah. do we really want to get out of today, and how do we want to contribute? To the overall success. And that's language that really works for them. It's the exact same exercise, but we just frame it a little bit differently.
2: Yeah, delivering your message in, in the way that resonates with your audience. Brilliant. Yes. I love you. So <laughs> much fun. So much fun. So let's talk about, and I know we covered this a little bit. Actually, we just, our producer, the lovely Sabrina, is telling us we just have a minute until break. So when we come back, I'd love to talk about some other ways about how how you can get clear. I know the vision board is one very powerful strategy. Uh, some people have a little bit of a resistance around that. Um, mm-hmm. Some other ways, you know, in your book you talk about getting clear, so I'd like to uh, talk more about that and uh, overcoming obstacles when we come back. And you can learn more about Charmaine and her book, group.biz h-a-m-m-o-n-d biz, and uh it's a uh, very exciting that you've got this going and i think we're heading for another bestseller girl <laughs> Thank you Absolutely This is Marla Tabaka We're going to be back in just a few minutes And uh, continue our conversation with Charmaine And meanwhile, please don't forget to move on over to Inc.com Slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka And check out today's story
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on TogiNet.
2: As we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects, it's a program to pique your interest
0: for sure.
2: Thanks for being here on this sunny, sunny Monday. At least it's sunny here in the Chicago area. I hope you're enjoying some of the same. And we're here with bestselling author Charmaine Hammond. We're talking about tips from her new book, GPS, Your Best Life, Charting Your Destination and Getting There in Style. Welcome back, Charmaine. Thank you. Thank you. So going into break, we were talking about really getting clear and, and and what that means. Tell us a little bit more about how we can get clear and what it means to be clear.
1: Uh, well, one of the ways that we talk about getting clear is we have an exercise actually in the book that's a lot of fun. It's called your GPS diagnostic checklist. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's a great exercise to kind of let you know where you are now. So the questionnaire explores questions around your current relationships, your passions, the things that you love to do. It explores areas of personal growth and mindset. And then at the end of completing the exercise, it gives you a sense of the areas of strength in your life because we don't often look at our strengths. We often look at what we're missing or what we wish we had or wish we were doing. So it helps identify your strengths, which is really important to getting clear. And then it also identifies the opportunity for reflection to figure out what's missing or what could use a little bit of work or a bit of tweaking. And we also have another fun exercise. I love this one. Uh, Deborah and I often talk about how there's that gap between the knowing and the doing. So, for example, related to health, one of the things we hear all the time is people say, I know I need to be exercising. I know I need I know I need to drink more water. I need to eat healthier. However, their actions are not congruent to what they know. So we give people the opportunity to chart out um, some of the things they know they need to be doing. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how close in action are they? And that, for me, was really a truth-telling exercise. <laughs> yeah. and uh it can be really helpful in getting clear because part of stepping into action, which comes later... Is around taking very specific action steps, even if they're tiny little action steps. And we have to change some of our habits. So getting clear helps us identify what we need to do next.
2: Mm-hmm. I think, too, that when when we have the opportunity to weigh the things, give weight to the things that we keep saying, I know I should, I know I should. And, and, and if it's really down low on the list, for me anyway, if, if something I feel like I should be doing is down low on the list, it means I'm really not going to do it. And yes. so I give myself permission to let go of it just for a while at this period of my life and stop beating myself up and stop letting it weigh me down.
1: I love the fact that you've brought up letting go because that's critical to getting clear. Mm-hmm. We often, one of the things that I've seen is that we often carry things around. People carry things around in life that do weigh them down. In fact, I often think of us as each having this little knapsack that we carry with us through <laughs> life. And some of us, and it's sort of invisible to the world, but it's where we stuff things. So. Things yeah. like unresolved conflicts or wounds that happen. Somebody said something that didn't land well on us, and we've carried that anger around. Or perhaps we made a mistake, and mm-hmm. we haven't let it go. We haven't forgiven ourselves or other people. And you and I both know Sean Perrin and just mm-hmm. have great yeah. respect for the work she does in Project Forgive, for example. And That's a huge yeah. part of getting clear is being able to forgive ourselves or others so that we can move forward. And that—that's hard work for some people.
2: Yeah, yeah. Forgiveness is top on the charts, and and that does need up to move, up, move to move up to the scale, the top of the scale, uh, in terms of things we want to pay attention to when we're really stuck—is forgiving ourselves, forgiving others, and yeah, Sean's work is just beautiful. It really. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So forgiveness and uh, that in and of itself is going to help us to overcome those obstacles and, and maybe get off the detour and back on path, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, I was doing a presentation a week ago and the topic was something a little different. We were talking about what I call courageous dialogue, those difficult conversations that we have in life and business. And we were talking about letting things go. And a lady came up at the end of the workshop, and she was quite emotional. And she said, thank you for talking about um, letting go and asking us what we need to let go of. They went through an exercise where they had to identify what were some things that they were carrying forward in life that just needed to be put aside now, that just needed to be let go. And she said that she needed to forgive a family member who she hadn't talked to in 27 years. Oh. It was her sister, and she was missing her so much. And, of course, you can imagine I got fairly emotional as well. But yeah. for her, um, the, she had never thought about that the forgiveness and the letting go needed to happen for her to now reconnect with her sister so sometimes we get in these habits of behavior and we don't even realize that that we're stuck because it's just become how we live our life now
2: yeah yeah and once we can let go of that pattern the freedom that knapsack that boulder comes out of the knapsack exactly climb the mountains then
1: (laughs) exactly it's very freeing and And then, again, it it supports you not only in getting clear, but really stepping into action with more energy and more excitement about it.
2: Yeah. And so... Letting go, talking about letting go and allowing is one thing. Doing it can really become another thing for some people because it, we we can become so set in that mindset, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's just ingrained. And I mean it is; it's ingrained into our DNA. And and he, I had the wonderful opportunity to speak about EFT on on your show, and and really yeah. enjoyed that. EFT is one way that people can let go of these things. What are some other ways? That, that you help to people to empower themselves with so they can let go?
1: Some of the ways that uh, we can work on letting go can be something that we actually do physically. So I think back one one group, it was a team that I worked with, and they had a whole bunch of, unre- um, they, they were resolved conflicts, but nobody was really happy with the outcome. So they were still sort of carrying this torch for, issues that had long um, ended. And so what we actually did is we had them write out the scenario, the example, and their frustration towards this. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the workshop, we all went down to, there was a river very close to where the, the presentation was at, and they had an opportunity to do what they needed to let go. And it was really interesting to watch what people did. One lady took the piece of paper, and of course, it had her handwriting on it. And she just swayed the paper back and forth in the river so that the ink ran off the page and then took the page back to her with her to work. And it was like. The writing's gone, so the history is gone, and now she could start fresh. I thought that was just brilliant. Oh, but I love but she, that. The, another lady buried it um, beside some beautiful flowers. Another A gentleman, actually, what he did was ripped it up and then tossed it in the garbage can close by. And somebody else said, "When <laughs> the leader said, I'm waiting till like, I get back to the office, and this is going through the shredder. It's never <laughs> coming back. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. we have to find a symbolic way. Um, to let it go. I've also seen people where they'll just um, go up to somebody that maybe they've had an issue with in the past or it has involved somebody else and they simply say, I'm sorry and I really want to move forward. And half the time, the person that you've apologized to has no clue what you're even apologizing for when this has been a historical um, issue that you've carried forward. And I yeah. think the other part of letting go is for some people, journaling really helps them, writing it down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. These uh, rituals, if you will, are very yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. They're very powerful and very symbolic. So fun, fun, very good. <laughs> so we talk about, you know, our, our best life, and we hear the, the term true purpose or life purpose an awful lot. Tell me a little bit about your belief around true purpose, and does everybody have a life purpose?
1: Oh, well, that is a brilliant question. I, I kind of get the sense from having worked with thousands of people around the world that, that we do have a purpose, and I think we might call it different things. Mm-hmm. Some people call it their passion, their true calling. Some people call it their purpose. Um, some people call it living their ultimate life. Other people call it doing what they love, and I think it looks different for, for all people, and it does change. I do know that from the, from the people I've met around the world, the people that seem to be truly happy and content with their life, Um, doesn't mean they have a gazillion dollars and live in a mansion. What I've learned from them is this sort of millionaire um, mindset that they have comes from living in a way that is so congruent with their values. So they they feel like they're living a true life, if if you know what I'm saying, in terms of being congruent. And they also are doing what gives them joy. And, and that they can move with the ebb and flow of that, because I've met some people whose passions change quite regularly. You know, one, one person mm-hmm. I met, he was a leader, an owner of a very big company. And one of his passions for many, many years was sports. He was very um, into sports, but also coaching young people. In sports, So he was a coach. Several years after that, his passion changed. It went into writing. He found that he had this new love for writing and sharing his strategies about coaching and leading people through writing. And now I, I have a funny feeling this gentleman's going to be a speaker and we'll see him on the stage because he's a mm. gifted storyteller mm. and uh, is, is sharing more than just on coaching.
2: Yeah. I think our passion grows with us and it, it mm-hmm. like life, we you know, it takes turns and twists in the road and it and it changes as we change and learn and evolve. Yeah. Wow fascinating so we've got about two minutes until break again and uh, I'd love to talk about business and and business owners in particular like the gentleman you just talked about and how a business owner can really get positioned for success what are some of the things that block specifically block business owners that you've seen because I know you work a lot with business owners and executives in high level positions and uh, what gets in the way and, and, and how they can move those things out of the way and really get that GPS target set for uh, the destination yeah. <laughs> of success. And we'll be back in just a minute. We have our guest with us today, and I'm just thrilled to have Charmaine Hammond with us. You can learn more about Charmaine at the at Hammond Group dot biz h-a-m-m-o-n-d group dot biz and do check out her latest book co-authored book and it's GPS Your Best Life Charting Your Destination and Getting There in Style I love that that's just such a fun (laughs) title and I can tell that you had a lot of fun writing that with your your co-author Deborah we did we did (laughs) yeah I'll bet you did this is Marla Tabaka and I want to thank you once again for being here we'll be back in our final segment in just a minute.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Why do I feel so lousy? Why aren't my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on TuggyNet.com. The author of the book, Help My Body Is Killing Me, Solving the Connections of Autoimmune Disease to Thyroid Problems, Fibromyalgia, Depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on TuggingNet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on TuggingNet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
2: Well, I hope that you're all feeling inspired to get out pen and paper and get clear about your life and what it is that you want, what your dreams are, where you're feeling stuck and what's holding you back and how you can undo all that and go out and check out a copy of Charmaine's Book. and that again is gps your best life charting your destination and getting there in style and you'll find that book on amazon so go head on over to amazon and pick it up it sounds like a fabulous resource to get you right on track charmaine we're coming back from break in hopes of talking about businesses specifically and uh, how business owners can gps their best life and get positioned for success what have been your experiences with with the entrepreneurs and leaders in business that you've seen them really turn around. Mm. The ones that I've seen really turn
1: around are those leaders and business owners that have been able to uh, move forward beyond history. A lot of times, we see leaders uh, in big companies, for example, they uh, replace the leader that was there before them, and they take on a whole set of mm. history and, and spend years wading through the history before they get back on track with, with the current vision and the plan. The ones that I've seen be so successful, and there's a leader that just stands out in my mind. He was an exquisite leader, probably one of the best I've ever seen at engaging people and taking calculated, appropriate risks. He, in fact, he was such a leader that he made it safe for his team to do that as well. And it was safe for the team to take risks because they all knew the vision. This was a group that could recite the vision. In fact, I remember going into their team to do some training, and I asked them about their company values, mission, and vision. And nobody had to run to the boardroom to get the white binder. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of leaders listening are probably chuckling relating to this because sometimes our vision for our company is so complicated that people can't rattle it off and say it with pride. They've got to go look at the wall at the declaration. Mm -hmm. or go grab it from the policy binder. And so having that vision that's clear that can be stated by everyone in the organization is very powerful at getting people on track and and moving towards that vision. It helps them take the, the right action.
2: Well, and I think even for a solopreneur, having that vision is important, too, because we get off path so quickly with all these fabulous little, you know, golden and bright and shiny things that come before
1: us. (laughs) Well, that's... That's right. They're, my husband actually calls them BSOs. We have an acronym in our business, and he'll just say Charmaine Fine, shiny BSO, bright shiny object. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're you're absolutely spot on with that because a lot of times entrepreneurs there's so many interesting opportunities that come their way. Having that clear vision helps them discern which are the things to say yes to, and which are the things to say no to, and which are the things to say you know maybe later, just not now.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. So writing the, the, the vision, being clear on the vision, vision and the, the mission and uh, the how-tos, that's, a, that's one really strong way to get positioned for success. Do you have any other pointers in that area?
1: I do. There's a process that I learned from one of my mentors, Michelle, and it's called the review and learn process, and it's four questions And this can work for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, big businesses. Anytime there's a change or a new direction, you try something new in your company, or you've moved away from one practice to take on a completely different uh, business approach, a review and learn is four questions. The first one is what went well, and we often focus on what went wrong. So we start with what went well with that particular policy change or new direction. Uh, or event that you had and then what was a challenge you know what didn't quite work the way you had hoped or the team had hoped the third question is what did we learn from this and the fourth is what will we do differently and the the business folks that i have seen use this in all areas of business have really taken their business to next new levels of success because what they're doing is learning from each prior experience and not making the same mistakes, or not stepping back into action that didn't serve them well in the past. So that's been a really powerful experience. In fact, one of my clients is a solopreneur. She has a binder and after every event she has or speaking engagements, when she does something new in her business, a new marketing approach, tries a new social media platform, she does a review and learn and she keeps the notes in a binder. So anytime she makes decisions, in future related to something similar. She pulls out her notes from before and says, Oh yeah, that's why I didn't want to do that again. <laughs> or that's why I want to say yes to this.
2: So so the the lesson here is to do the review and learn, but to keep appraised of all of its its learnings by reading it on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. The other tip I love, and, and we've
1: applied this in our business, this has probably been one of the most powerful changes in our business, is that we've started to hire what isn't my genius. And I, I'm sure entrepreneurs listening can relate to this. And you weigh, wear many hats in a business, too. So if you're a business owner, you're also the HR professional, you're the financer, the marketer, the communication expert, the team builder. All of that. And what happens is we end up having to do all kinds of tasks that aren't in our necessarily strong skill set. And when you can recognize what isn't your genius and then hire to that strength, that's a very powerful way of moving your business forward
2: it is a powerful way and a lot of uh very like micro business owners will really fight back on that i can't afford it i can't afford it but if you really do the math and you think about how much time you're spending in each of those different categories and what you would do with that extra 20 hours a week to build your business you'll be amazed at how quickly you can afford it (laughs) Uh,
1: absolutely and we make a deal in our business if i'm going to contract something out that isn't my genius. So I'll give you an example. I am just not a graphic designer. <laughs> I'm neither, girl. I, And the, the, the software programs that I have to learn give me gray hair. So it's not a fun exercise for me to create posters or pamphlets or book covers or things like that. And so what we do is we hire out that genius to the person who loves to do it. And it's their strength. However, in that two or five or ten hours that I've freed up for myself, the deal is is that I need to be working at generating revenue or doing right. a business activity that serves our company well. I'm not on Facebook or, or running errands, I'm doing something very strategic to advance our business because of what time has now been freed up for me. So that there is yeah. really a trade off there.
2: Yeah, that's the absolute deal. That if if you're going to do that, you have to uh, set goals right and know what you're going to do in that extra time and raise the revenue to pay that person and much, much, much more. So great topic and so so important. Sherman, in your book, you talk about choosing a lane. Tell us more about what that means and why it's important.
1: Oh, choosing a lane. I love this. Uh, You know, we often drive on these really wide highways of life. We're doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, a little bit over here, and not really focusing on one specific area. And entrepreneurs talk to me a lot about this that they've got their hands in so many things that they're struggling to be great at one. And so picking Mm -hmm. lane is really getting clear again on that on that business venture that you're taking or what the overall goals of the business is and then taking designated action that's going to directly take you there so that it's very focused action in line with your goals and one example for us we have a company that's a speaking company speaking and training and then we also have books and products and then i also do team building so each of those is is sort of a lane so to speak and the activities for marketing books is very different than marketing speaking or marketing team building or how I build relationships in each of those three lanes is very different. So once you're clear on your lane, then you can really line up the ways to build relationships, share, influence, and market your services.
2: Well, girl, if you can juggle all of that, you are very clear on your lane, and I don't think there's any traffic in your lane because you're just like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> move along. The, the whole trick is keeping with the speed limit and watching for all the obstacles that come along your way and being able to move through them.
2: Yeah, And they really do come along. And going back to my friend in the coffee house this morning, you know, I, I, I have to say I called her on her negativity. And one of the things that she said was, well, Marla, I've had a lot of bad things happen in my life. And I thought to myself, you know what, who hasn't? We've all been there, but we all... You know that's something that we can all say that we probably share. But what sets someone apart, someone who's really positioned for success, is someone who can overcome those obstacles, forgive, as we've been talking about, and set a new path.
1: Yes, exactly, and and, and be open to what what comes their way. So we one of the traps people get into is they they start to be um, almost over focused that they that they missed all these incredible opportunities that they could say yes to. So being very focused, very clear, but also it's sort of like your perfect peripheral drive uh, vision when you're driving. You're still taking notice of what's going on around you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be aware, to to understand the things that could happen in your business and be prepared by growing, you know, outgrowing them before they happen and and, and uh, being on the offensive rather than the defensive is where exactly. we are. at. So, Charmaine, we're at the end of the show, and this has been so much fun. Would you share with us, if you have one, I suspect you do, your very favorite GPS tip from your book on living your best life?
1: Mm, I think what my favorite tip is what we call the daily five GPS, where every day you chart out five actions that will get you just a little closer to your goal. And these are little steps. These are not monster size steps. These are little actions, little steps that will take you to your goal. And over the course of a week, I mean, that's 35 steps. That's a lot more than some of us take in months or in a quarter.
2: Mm, I like that. I like that a lot because it makes it bite-sized and manageable instead exactly. of saying, this week I have to write that, you know, 10 blog posts and <laughs> so on. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Well, Charmaine Hammond, this has been absolutely delightful. I thank you for being here. And I want to remind our audience that they can learn more about you at hammondgroup.biz and uh, to scoot on over to Amazon, Amazon and find that book, GPS Your Best Life, Charting Your Destination and Getting There in Style. Thank you for being with us today, Charmaine. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. Well, me too. And I want to remind you all that we'll be here next week, same time. And uh, looking forward to seeing you then. Go on and hop on over to Inc. and comment on the article over there. Let me know your thoughts about how to uh, get people to actually listen to you when you talk, which is such an important aspect of being a leader. I'll see you here next week. This is Marla Tabaka thanking you for being here today.